So today's episode is the second installment in our series about transforming your sales strategy to a post-COVID world. I recap a little bit from the last episode, and then we dive right into the details. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode. I'm Sid Meadows, and I'm a certified professional coach, and my focus is on high performance and growth and helping my clients move into action. I'm a personal and professional development junkie, an avid podcast listener and reader. My passion is all things contract interiors. In this podcast, I'm going to provide you with information, education, ideas, and tools to help you in your personal life, your business, and our industry. So let's have some fun and welcome to the Trend Report Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm glad you're here today. As we continue our conversation about transforming your sales strategy to a post-COVID world. So before we dive into this week's topic, let's recap really quickly uh, some of the things we talked about in our previous episode. Now, the first thing we talked about was really understanding what we sell. And as we talked about, what we really sell in our industry is change. And I truly believe that change is at the heart of everything that we do because as our customers change, we're providing products and solutions that support their change. Though I know we talk a lot about products, at the end of the day, what we really sell is change. I also shared with you some very powerful statistics that talked about how change is actually impacting our industry, whether that's unemployment or how manufacturer sales have declined and what other people are saying about the changes that are impacting our industry. And there's no doubt that change is all around us, but I truly believe that our future is bright. We've got to remember that our industry has changed forever. And now really is the time to transform your sales strategy. Now, from there, I took a few minutes to review with you the six keys to transformation that Deloitte outlined in a research document that they did. And I'm not going to dive into them here, but if you're interested in learning more about what transformation really is and what Deloitte had to say about that transformation, then go back and take a look at the, listen to the last episode. And I think it'll give you a really good idea about what changes or what transformation is about and how you need to set up your business for the change that you need moving forward. So let's start today by diving into the four core elements that really need to be part of your sales strategy and plan moving forward. So for right now, I'm actually just going to highlight these four elements for you and tell you what they are, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper and look a little closer at each one of these individually. Now, the first element is expert and becoming an expert. The second element is to be sure that you are focused on the right problem to provide the solutions for your client and the the solutions that your client needs. Now, the third element is enablement and focusing on the key activities to set your sales team up for success. With the fourth element really being about embracing the digital age to add value, create demand, and drive revenue and profits in your business. So let's dive in. So the dictionary defines expert and being an expert as someone who has a comprehensive or authoritative knowledge of a skill or in a particular area. Now, you could think of this as a financial expert. Now, Wikipedia, on the other hand, defines an expert 
as someone who has a broad and deep competence in terms of knowledge, skill, and experience through practice and education in a particular field. Now, these types of experts, you could refer to them as subject matter experts, and they're typically called in to provide their advice and their opinions on our, you know, their respective topic or subject that they're experts in. Now, in our industry, we're a product-forward industry, and we traditionally approach you know, being a product expert as what you really need to position yourself and how you need to position yourself. Let you think about this for a second. If I were asked, if I were to ask you to tell me about your two favorite task chairs that you currently sell, I'm sure that you'd be able to dive right in and you'd be able to give me all of the specifics. And that's great, right? You could tell me all the details of the task chairs that you sell, or maybe your favorite ones anyway. And that's really great because knowing our products is really important for what we do in our industry. But regardless of the brand name that you sell, I know you can speak to the features and benefits and the cost of any of the products that you sell. But when you think about space for a minute, and you think about and you walk into a space that's truly furnished, do you have the ability to look around that space and really tell me about what that open plan environment is about? If you see panel systems or if you see benching or desking, you know, or if you see plants and greenery or if you see a neighborhood approach, could you really describe to me or to a potential client what the design intent of that space was? Now, I'm going to tell you that for the most part, the people that I talk to dive right in and start telling me about the product. They don't tell me about the design. They don't tell me about the intent of the space. They don't tell me that because plants are involved and there's a lot of natural light and greenery that that space was designed based on the concept of biophilic design. Additionally, if they see a neighborhood approach to things, they don't really talk about that that space was designed to support neurodiversity in the workplace, which allows you to create a creative space and neurodiversity in their neighborhood approach doesn't divide space by purpose, but rather by team. And that's exactly my point, friends. We're so focused on being product experts that we really forget that we need to be an industry expert, not a product expert. I mean, our products are important and I get it, but what's more important is your ability to assist your customers with designing and furnishing spaces that uniquely work for them and support their vision, mission, goals, and objectives. And that means knowing our industry as an expert, not just the products, specifications, and selling points. So how do you become an expert? How do you prepare to be the experts that your clients need? Well, it all starts with becoming a student of our industry. I truly believe that one of the best ways that you can establish yourself as an expert in our industry is by becoming a student of our industry. Learn as much as possible from as many different people and resources as possible. Now, what's great about this is it really gives you information from different perspectives and makes you knowledgeable in a lot of areas. This learning methodology actually allows you to form your own original thoughts and ideas and gives you the opportunity to share those thoughts with others. And there are so many places that you can go today to really learn about our industry. And honestly, The more you learn about our industry and your given role, the better that you can serve and support your colleagues, 
and your clients. The fact is, as you well know, we all gravitate to those that have experience and expertise. And those people, well, they develop that over time by being a student of our industry, learning, absorbing, and listening, and implementing. If you want to stand out from the crowd, learn as much as possible about our industry and be able to share that knowledge with other people. Now, look, we all have to start somewhere. And it doesn't matter where you are in your career. If you're truly a student of our industry, you can become an expert. What does expert, what does this mean? What does this element of expert mean for your sales strategy and your plan moving forward in practical terms? What it means, and listen to this, what it means is that you spend as much, if not more time training and educating your team on industry-specific topics and not just product-specific topics. So, when was the last time that you hosted a training for your team on biophilic design or neurodiversity in the workplace? If you're like most people, and I ask that question when they do industry-related training, I get these blank stares because most people focus on the products. Reps come in, manufacturers come in, and they talk specifically about the products. And you likely do too when you're talking to your customers. You dive right into the products rather than talking conceptually about the design of the space and the goals that the client is trying to accomplish. So here's a question for you. Why do you think that licensed interior designers are so knowledgeable about our industry? To maintain their license, they are required to attend upwards of 15 hours of CEUs each year. And as a result, they have a learning mindset. So I know right now, specifically, everybody's offering virtual CEUs and everybody is, hey, we've got this CEU, we got this CEU, trying to get as many designers in to listen to you present your CEU. So how many of you listening to this that are not a licensed interior designer have actually listened to a CEU and learned from it or participated in a CEU that you weren't presenting and learned from it? I mean, virtual CEUs are everywhere right now and designers are doing and taking the opportunity to continue their learning because it's required. But if you're a salesperson working for a dealer, a manufacturer, an independent rep, Why haven't you adopted this same exact learning mindset and really focus on learning and growing? Because right now we have plenty of time to do that. And it's only going to make you a better, more well-rounded salesperson. Things in our industry are changing and changing fast. And in order for you to drive sales and the revenue that your business needs, you have to invest in training. I want you to think about this for just a minute, okay? Would the CEO of Fortune 100 company want to listen to you define in great detail the features and benefits of your open plan solution and why, regardless of your price or lead time, that you are the right solution? Or would they rather have a conversation with you about how effectively designing and furnishing their space, you can provide solutions that foster the growth of their team increase productivity, and create sales and profit increases that they've never seen before, all of which will have to have, all of these will have a long-lasting positive impact on their organization. I think the answer to this question is actually pretty obvious. They'd rather know how you can provide a positive impact on their business, especially now. And in order to do this, it starts with you becoming an industry expert and not a product expert. Okay. 
So that's about being an expert. And I love your thoughts on what being an expert really means to you. So let's keep moving forward, though, and let's look at the next component or the second element in the four core elements needed to transform your sales strategy. And that one is problem. Have you ever thought about what we do as problem solving? Now, remember, as we discussed in the last episode, you know, what what we really sell is change and understanding how the change your customer is experiencing allows us critical insight on solving a business problem for them. And that is critical to your success. Now, as I've mentioned before, in our industry, we are so focused on selling products that sometimes we lose sight as to why the customer is buying in the first place. Let me give you an example. And this is a real life example, okay? I've been conducting this experiment for almost a year, and it's kind of an unofficial experiment, if you will. But every time I ask salespeople in our industry, and I talk to salespeople in our industry, and these are at a variety of different roles and different companies and different experience levels as well, I've asked them to do a role play with me to sell me a thousand task chairs. Now, 99.5% of them jump right in, as you would expect, and start asking me questions about the type of product that I want, the features that I'm looking for, and more. They are focused on the product, which makes them product-centric sellers. But only 0.5 or a half a percent of them actually ask me business-related questions as to why I am purchasing a thousand new task chairs. Now, these select few that ask me these questions about my business are what we would call problem-centric sellers. They are focused on me and my needs that go well beyond the features and benefits of the actual product. They asked me questions that engaged me, that gave them the opportunity to get to know me as a customer. They learned as much about my business and the challenges that we are facing. They did this by asking open-ended questions that forced me to respond with a meaningful answer, much more than just a one-word answer. They used stories or examples of how they helped other clients solve similar problems, case studies, if you will. And they not only looked for, but exposed a gap between my current state and my future state, which is really where I want to be. And by doing so, they discovered new and additional opportunities for more business. By being a problem-centric seller versus a product-centric seller, you have the opportunity to gain a competitive edge, be a consultant and solution provider, and not just someone who sells products. But why is this important? Because it leads to more sales, and more sales leads to more profit. The other reason it's important is because your competition will resist changing to an expertise and knowledge-based selling strategy. Listen to that again. Your competition will resist changing to an expertise and knowledge base selling strategy. Why is that? Well, I think you know the answer. You see, we are a product-centric industry and challenging salespeople to become problem-centric is extremely difficult. The reason is, is that from the time that we step into the door of the companies that we work for, the conversation is always about the products that we sell, then about our processes, and then about our people. It's almost never about the problems that we solve for our customers, much less the problems that our customers actually have. 
We have to know how to be experts in our industry and how experts can solve these problems. Being a problem-centric seller channels us into what our customers are struggling with and forces us to research the customer, connect with them on a different level and a better level, get to know them better and better than they know themselves, discover the gap between their current state and their future state. It makes us better salespeople and it makes your organization better. Now, all of this requires change. There's that word again, right? And as humans, we don't like change. You know that we don't like change. In fact, we do our best to resist it and avoid it. We do that because change takes us outside of our comfort zone and makes us feel as though we've lost control. Now, I'm sure right now you're all thinking about someone that you know who is resistant to change and that this concept of being an expert and a problem-centric seller will never work in your organization. Well, I'm here to tell you it has to. Changing and adapting right now is exactly what your business needs in order to thrive and move forward. Or once you discover your customer's main pain points and what they're facing, how do you incorporate the problem as part of your sales strategy? The simple answer is the same way that you became an industry expert, education and training. What I'm really suggesting here, guys, is that you invest in your organization, your people and your growth. And now is the exact time that you need to be doing that. Now, specifically to this topic, of becoming a problem-centric seller, I have a recommendation for you and we're going to drop the information about this in the show notes. But in becoming a problem-centric seller and providing dynamic solutions to your customers, I'd recommend that you start with a sales guy and Keenan and his book, Gap Selling. However, I'm just going to tell you because I've read this book twice, listened to it twice, attended a live training that he's done. You have to keep an open mind when reading the book or going through the training because at every page turn or every presentation click, you're going to say, this will never work in our industry. But as he will show you, it absolutely will. If you want to get ahead of your competition, grow your business, and thrive in a down economy, becoming an expert and a problem identifier and solver is absolutely 100% the way to go. So that wraps up our episode today where we looked at the first two core elements that need to be part of your sales strategy and plan moving forward. I hope that you'll take a closer look at being an expert and solving problems. And again, we'll drop the information about Keenan and his book in the show notes for you. And I really look forward to sharing the next two components with you in future episodes. So be sure to click the subscribe button so you get notified when the podcast goes live and it'll be in a couple of more weeks and we keep will dropping these about every other week to get this wrapped up in just a few weeks for you. And I'm glad that you were here today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm glad that you're here and I hope that you got some amazing value out of today's conversation. For more about our podcast and this episode and our other episodes, please visit my website at sidmeadows.com. We look forward to seeing you next week and go out there and make today great.